He is still rocking that soccer, hot soccer coach, dad hair, and a little bit of graying going on. Maybe a little scarf. He's standing out on the the side, and you're just like, when you walk up and you you find out that your kid has like hair at church for their soccer coach, you're like, dang, yes, oh hell yeah, score before the season even starts. It's gonna be a good before the team hits the field. Yeah, it's gonna Mama be a good scored season. anyway. Yeah, and I'm bringing all the snacks. Can you help me with my cooler? It's back here in the back of my car. Anyway, I digress. Um, Donna romanticizing Eric Church as coach of our daughter's soccer team. And some daddy elements in there, too. I mean, I stand by what I said. He's a good-looking man. If you have not listened to the CMA Awards Afterpod, a bonus episode of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast that was recorded hours after last week's CMA Awards, you can listen to it now. It's sitting in your podcast library. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. We talk about things you are already talking about with family and friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. My name's Donna, I'm Caddy's wife, and I want to just jump right on into this Taylor Swift. Okay. Wonderful. Um, so. I was hoping that would be the case. Yes. So if you are not, if you've been living under a hovel for the past like week and a half, then you are not one of the people who realize that Taylor Swift ha- is re-recording all of her old albums. Why, you say? Because mean old Scooter Braun purchased all of her catalog and would not sell it back to her. And so now she has to re-record every album, which she is doing. And she just re-recorded Red. And it has the 10-minute version of All Too Well on there. And if you don't know the story behind this song, it was written about her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. And, you know, he was quite, he was quite a, a lot older than her. And so she went to one of the elements, the biggest elements of the song that everyone's talking about is she went to his sister Maggie Gyllenhaal's house for... I think Thanksgiving it was a holiday and she left her scarf and he kept her scarf. And even though he broke up with her, he kept her scarf. And one of the most heartbreaking lines is the fact where she talks about sitting at her table with her father for her 22nd birthday, watching the door, waiting for him to come, I guess, to take her out. And he never did. And her dad's just sitting there with her waiting for him to come. So this guy's just a bleh, you know. What's the rule that he had to return her scarf? Is there a rule for things like that? It's not like it was an engagement ring or something. But listen, even Dionne Warwick, you know who she is? That's what friends are for, yes. Yes. She has chimed in on Twitter and said, return her scarf. Mm -hmm. Return her scarf. And it's like, get the damn scarf back. So what I was saying to you is, this is going to be now, you know how Taylor writes all these anthems for women, kind of, and women power. And so that song, it just makes you think about all the people that used to date and like somebody in that big old pool treated you like you know what and you are just dredging up those memories and you just want to call them like late at night maybe after a bottle of wine and you're like just listen to this and you just push the button and it just it's just taylor going off and then the other thing is like like i don't have any beef with you because i love you but like if you don't bring the trash cans up tonight i'm thinking i may just blast that song and just be like dang it i haven't heard it i watched snl she was a musical guest this past weekend i caught a little bit of it she, she did a quick media blitz on Thursday night. She did The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and Late Night with Seth Meyers. And I thought to myself, why is she doing two NBC late night talk shows? And then I, what do we say on the podcast? Self. There's always a reason. Yeah. 
And I, I thought, well, wait a minute, why, why, why two NBC late night shows? Because she was basically there to promote not only the release of Red at midnight the next day, or while she was sitting on Fallon's couch it hit midnight. Not really, because he tapes at 5 Pacific, but, or uh, 8 Pacific. But they pretended like, you know, as they're taping the show in real time, at, at midnight, when it was midnight on your clock in the Eastern time zone. You follow that? Sort of. I can make a picture. That's okay. So uh, the connection is she was there to promote Saturday Night Live, which is an NBC Okay, and you were telling well. me a fascinating story about All Too Well. So what's the story? The story is this. You'll hear the clip in a moment from uh, The Tonight Show Jimmy Fallon because she shared the, uh, the story. That song was originally, it was not meant to be recorded. Uh, she was doing a sound check. You'll hear Taylor tell the story. She was having a really bad day. She was pissed off at Jake. She's doing sound check somewhere on the Speak Now tour. And she launches into this song. Like a tirade. Yes. And it goes on and on and on. And everybody in the arena where she's doing sound check knows not to say a word. You don't tell, tell her Swift to stop. You don't tell her to stop doing anything. She gets done, and they go back into regular tour rehearsal. Someone on Team Taylor Swift says to another person on Team Taylor Swift, did you, normally sound checks aren't recorded. Did you happen to be rolling mm. tape during that? And this person with a sly eye looked at Taylor's mother, Andrea, mm. and said, as a matter of fact, I was. Mm. You'll hear the clip coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Well, it's a very personal song. And I mean, I think there's just some elements of it that, you know, just grab these Swifties and get them going. And if you don't know who Swifties are, you know, they're Taylor Swift's fans. I, I think it's very interesting. Like, what's your thought process on the fact that like, Okay, they're all coming after Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I mean, horribly. Like, he's promoting a new movie. And in, in yeah. his comments, he can't get anything in. And then they started coming after John Mayer. Because yes. they're just like, he's like, listen, dude, uh, it's not me. I meant to talk about that on the radio show today because it is such a teaching lesson for parents of teenagers who think that they can just say. Whatever they want. Whatever the hell they want. John Mayer took to task this 15-year-old girl. He showed her the door when she came at him. But he's a grown man. Does he need to be showing a 15-year-old yes. the door? Have you seen the, the, the Instagram post? Yes. Come on. Yeah. He called her out, but it turned into be a very positive teaching moment. That you don't understand that what you write has consequences. And, Correct. I'll find yeah. that. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that later in this episode. I'll find the screen grab. I, I, I meant to talk about it today on the radio show, and I just, it, it just slipped my mind. Well, it, it, on a larger scale, it comes down to whatever you say in, in the media or, or even in social media is the truth. I mean, there's no vetting it out. It's just assumed that anything said is the truth. But, um, I mean, these Swifties can be vicious. I mean, vicious. They are coming after Jake Gyllenhaal, although I think he's kind of a scummy. Like, if it all came down, again, here I am listening to one side. I mean, he hadn't written his song yet. We're waiting for that. Yeah, but it's a great song. And I tell you, again, and I always say this about Taylor, like, whatever you feel about her, there is nobody who paints a picture with lyrics the way she does. You know, Charlotte and I listened to the song all weekend long. And finally, I was just like, I'm just depressed as hell. And, you know, I look over little Charlotte, she's crying. I said, are you crying for somebody? She said, Over, over the Jake Gyllenhaal song? She said, I'm just crying because he just treated Taylor so poorly and her daddy was there. Do we, do we, do we have confirmation, though? I believe we do. There's also a lot of speculation about like one line and, you know, in the song is that she was at a party in Hollywood and an actress came in and said, you know, said to her, what are you so upset about? You know, 
Um, and there's a lot of speculation over who that was. Originally, people thought it was Jennifer Aniston. She's like, listen, it wasn't me. Like, these people are having to come yeah. out. And so now everyone believes what? it was Anne Hathaway. Like, hire a PR crisis firm. Seriously, like, don't drag yeah, me you had into no this. no idea this shit was coming. Yes. But it's a it's a great album. Again, I it, I got it. I got it. I mean, she's crafty. She's swifty. What about the whole Easter egg thing? That's nutbag. It's exhausting to me. Well, I mean, I just can't follow along with this. And these children that are doing all this stuff, don't they need to be doing their homework some? Or playing their instruments or kicking a soccer ball? I mean, like, how do they have time? Again, I've figured it out. Yeah, I've said this before. Like, I can barely do a Sudoku puzzle. I mean, I listen, I'm like excited. When I get the, um, the uh, what's that thing? with Word them? jumble. Yeah. Or like on the, on TV. What is it? You know? Wheel of Fortune. Yes. Wheel of Fortune. Yes, 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 I'm yes, here yes. for you. Thank you. Like if I can solve that puzzle before Anne from Poughkeepsie, yep. I'm like, okay, I still got it. I got it. Let's feed you some audio. From The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Thursday night, this is Taylor talking about the Easter eggs that she planted in the Folklore Project. Thank you. I did that with folklore. I go, wait, what, Betty? There's what a lot, you did? What? There's a lot going on. There's like a there's like a, a, a fictional love triangle between three fictional teenagers. In the I, I know album. all about it. There's all kinds of like really, really, uh, yeah. We go it's really phenomenal. in the weeds over it. And look, I think that it is perfectly reasonable for people to be normal music fans and to have a normal relationship to music. But if you want to go down a rabbit hole with us. Come along. Taylor is the your water's person. Great. Yeah, the water's Jump fine. In. We're yeah. all mad here. Exactly right. Yeah. Exhausting. It is exhausting. But her fans are lapping it up. They love it. They want it. They 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 expect it from her. Here is the one minute clip. Taylor talking to Jimmy Fallon about the ten minute version of All Too Well. All Too Well. Here we go. I was, I was going through a bit of a sad time um, and I was 22 and I was, I was in band rehearsals and I think I was 21 when I wrote this um, and I was in band rehearsals for a tour that I was about to go out on called the Speak Now Tour and I showed up for rehearsals and I just was really upset and sad and everybody could tell it was like really like not fun to be around me that day. Um, and so I started playing guitar and just kind of playing the same four chords over and over again. And I just started kind of, the band sort of joined in and I started ad-libbing what I was going through and what I was feeling. And, and it went on and with the song kept building and building and building in intensity. And the song just went on for about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of us doing this. And, and then we got done with that. And then we moved on to the regularly scheduled rehearsal. And at the end of the day, my mom came up to my sound guy and she's like, is there any chance that you recorded that? Yeah. And he was like, yup, and handed her a CD. The 10 minute version of All Too Well is what was originally written for the song before I had to cut it down to a normal length song. Cause that's, you know. Yeah, in case it gets played on the radio or whatever. Ooh, Cause 10 the 10 minutes, minutes is absurd. That's an absurd length of time. Well put, Taylor, yes. So should I not add the 10-minute version to the Spotify? You whatever you want. Yeah. Um, couple of, I, I want to correct myself. I, I misspoke. It was a tour rehearsal, not a sound check. And tour rehearsals would certainly be recorded uh, every day because they're going to go back and listen and tweak things to make sure they're perfect. 
before they hit the road, especially on a tour like the Speak Now tour, which was massive for Taylor Swift, as, as all of her tours are. But all right, so you can add it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about it for the next ten minutes, and I'll get back to you when we get to that point. This past weekend, I traveled to Hickory, North Carolina. That is my hometown, about sixty miles southwest of Charlotte, and I went because my mother's home has sold in like two days. My mother passed about a month ago. Um, this is the home that I, we moved into when I graduated high school and I went to Western Carolina and went on to college later that fall. So this, the Hickory, North Carolina home, as we call it, I went to just to visit with mom. You know, I had a bedroom there, but it's not, you know, Falling Creek, about three miles from where mom's second home is, is located is where I grew up, you know, from birth to my senior year in high school. And I'll tell you why we did that is because when I turned 18, the child support and alimony ended. And so mother had to move from the big house. Oh. The Hickory home is very, very small, as you know. Now, the, the real estate market's hot right now. Yeah, everywhere. We got about twice as much for this house as I thought we would ever get. And it sold in two days. So we had to kind of fast track the cleaning out of the home because it's time to give the man the keys and take his check and move on. The process is grueling. Oh, it's horrible. If anybody's, and I know there are so many people listening who have had to do that. It's because, you know, and I had to do a little bit of it and we've talked about it. I know I talked about it before on a podcast, but I have had to do some of it with my mom's house. But the problem is, is like, nothing's easy to get rid of. It's not like cleaning out. Like when you're moving, you're kind of excited because you're like, you know what? I'll get a new shower curtain. You know, I'll get a new uh, spatula. When it's, you're so emotionally tied to the things in the house, it's like it personally hurts you to throw anything away, you know? And so you end up with just your pile of, of what you need to bring home just keeps getting larger and larger. You have to make a conscious effort to toss things out. Yeah. And it's not easy to do. Yeah, because you feel like you're tossing your mom out in a way, you know, like you her do. memories. And, and things. I, I heard her voice the entire weekend. I don't throw that away. Now that's my special da 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 from Japan that I got da da da. That's that's very that's very important or that's very worth a lot. You know, worth a lot. I would have keyed in on and um, <clears throat> remembered something like that. But there were just piles after piles of things because there's a pile of maybes. There's a pile. If I found some, you know, if I saw something that I thought my sister might like or or want to see, Did you go like hide it under a tree. No, but I put it in a, a Julie pile. Oh, I see. And she would do the same thing for me. Yeah. And then there was the, what is this pile? And then there was the straight to the dumpster pile. Was there a pile of like, I don't want them to see I have this pile? Uh, we're not going there. Okay. But yes. Really? Yeah. And that was under the pine trees in the backyard. Really? And then I pulled around after Julie and Chip went home for a little while and let the dogs out. or to, Get your bounty? And then I, I would race back to my hotel room. Like what, And silver? get the luggage cart. Seriously? From the lobby. And load up boxes and then wheel them into my hotel room and then go through them. Maybe I kept some things. If it wasn't something I was interested in, I would, in reverse, load back up the... I really shouldn't be telling this story, should I? No, but I love it. <laughs> Keep going. No, I'm not. Well, I'm I know not. it's very emotional. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of boxes. Her, her attic, we'll call it, in, in, the, in the carport, above the carport. I knew that's where the bounty was. Here's why. Those boxes, those hundreds of boxes, had not been opened since 1991. When mother moved from Falling Creek, where I lived as a child, 
to this home where we moved to before I went to college in 91. Not been touched. These boxes, Donna, were disintegrated. You, you, they would just peel apart. It's almost like a time capsule. Well, it was just that. It was just that. And, and as you open the top, most of the boxes were like copy paper boxes that you see at Office Depot or there in your office or something, you know, that hold just reams of paper. That size box. And, and you would just pop the top open. And I kind of had a rule, whether right or wrong. I'm going to decide in about 15 seconds whether or not I think this particular box is worth going through. Or if this particular box does not deserve to be gone through. Or does this particular box need a, uh, like a recheck? You know how like at the TSA at the airport? Yeah, I was going to say this, like unclaimed baggage. Or if, they, key, if, or they, like, if they flag you, then oh, you know, yeah. we need to go over here. and They're yeah. going to they're gonna pat you down, they say. That happened to you a lot when we flew. What are you talking about? I don't know. You always had to have your bag searched. So there was the second check boxes where they call in the soup that was really about it you know um found some some things that that just made you ball i I got i got to hickory friday and i drove straight to mom's and this was the first time that outside of the receiving and the the funeral and the service that i've been to hickory and my mom not been waiting in the driveway with a big smile and a a cigarette and a vodka diet sun drop you know give me a huge hug when you get out of the, the car and she wasn't there and it was uh my sister wasn't there either we planned on meeting Saturday morning, but I got into town Friday night and I sat in mom's chair and the sun was starting to set and I sat in mom's chair. She had a lawn chair, like you take to the beach, folding chair. Like out on the carport. Yeah. And I sat there and I put my, my legs up on her uh, Sierra or GM, not a Sierra, that's a pickup truck, her uh, Envoy, her GMC Envoy. And I sat there and I just grabbed a stack of stuff and just started flipping through it. You know, and just, uh, I couldn't go inside. Friday night, I did not go into the house. Rest of the weekend, I was fine. But uh, Friday night, I didn't. But some of the stuff we found would make you just lose your shit. Some of the stuff that was found would make you howl, laughing, just just hysterical in the carport. And some of the stuff, you're just like, what is this? And why do they keep it there? Yes. More importantly, why does mom have a box of... A case of this. Yeah. You know, some of the finds included our family Bible. Amazing. The Cho family Bible, which I have in here in the studio with us today. And I want to be very careful with it because it's so fragile. Yeah. Um, this Bible is from 1882. Unbelievable. 1882. And it was gifted, I guess, is the word, to someone by Pastor Somebody. Okay. I can't read the handwriting. Oh. Then, from William Hyde Choate, which would be my dad, and then to William Hyde Choate Jr., who is me. And I was born in 1973, my dad in 1945. And then William Hyde Choate III, my son, in 1999 is when he was born. And then so Will will present this Bible to his son. Have he Should he have one? Now, let's stop right there and ask a question. Well, I think it's also the Bible that, like, if he gets married, we would take and, you know, you'd pray over that Bible. He, you know, I think that's what people do, too, with a family Bible. What happens if, A, he doesn't have a boy, or B, he doesn't have kids at all? Well, we got to talk about that. I mean, we just got to get on that with him. Not right now, but in the near future. Yeah. A lot of hopes and dreams riding. 
one of the things that I really, really wanted, and I brought home. I, I drove home Monday. I had to get to uh, to the radio station at by three o'clock, so I, I drove straight there. My SUV was packed. I mean, just packed full of boxes and boxes. And I brought back the sled. Love that that we had as kids. You know that we would race down the, the driveway, like in a red flyer. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the things that I really wanted was an oil painting of yours truly. Lohide. That my mother had commissioned. My sister got one too. And they've hung in the formal living room in her home. And even in, in our first home in Hickory. Um, like we're royalty or something. Oh, I love well, it. I mean, we all, I am. Listen, portraits are a big deal in the South. If you're listening. that cost back in the day? Um, I, I brought s- it into the studio. I would say that was probably about 3000 then. What? Yeah. Portraits are very, very expensive. Um, and that's a very Southern thing to get like an oil portrait of your kids done. The problem, like your mother had wanted us to get a portrait done and she'd given us money to get this portrait done. The problem was she didn't take into account inflation, which was fine. But the other thing was. She gave us $3,000? No, but she wanted, she said she could not afford, which I get it. I mean, it's expensive to do all three. So she wanted me to have one portrait done of all three of them. And then at the time, I remember we talked to her about like what happens later, God forbid, in life, like who, even if they move or they move into their own houses or whatever, who gets the portrait? Do they cut it like in three sections or? Oh, you get your own face. Your yeah, own. you get your own face or whatever. But it's a very Southern thing. Now, portraits nowadays can cost upwards. Like if you get a, like there are people who are, they commission portrait artists. They represent them. They're like their agents. People can get up to fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars to paint your child. I'm not even kidding. And your poor little kid has to stay in there in that little smocked dress because they try to catch them. And like now, they always want to catch their personality. I thought yours really caught your personality, though. I love this picture, and I like it's one of the most vivid things that I remember about going into just Grammy's house and spending time there because it was just adorable. And you're so cute with your little socks. So little well, had made knees. it here. It made it to the house, and, and you hung it up. And, and I got to tell you, it, was, it makes me feel good well, to see it. No, I know, but I love it. I, nobody knew I was doing this, but when I, I got it. home from the radio station Monday evening, I'd taken down, like, our family portrait. Not an oil painting, but, like, something got done at the JCPenney photo studio. As a joke, I took it down in the den, and I hung my, my oil painting portrait on the wall. But I love it. I sit in there and drink coffee and talk to Lil Hyde. I don't do that. A couple of questions about Lil Hyde. Okay. Um, I have some too. What did they just use a bowl for the hair? Like, okay, exactly to cut that. Thank you. Okay, know. and then number two is that a gentleman's bow tie or is that your bow tie? What's the difference? Like, did you own that bow tie? I doubt it. Seriously. Okay, I love that. I don't recall sitting for this either. Okay, and then number three, are you holding the family Bible? No, that's a that's a red truck. Oh, that makes it even cuter. Yeah, red truck. Here's what we're gonna do. We're going to put... We're not sending this out into the world. Well, we are. No, we're I'm going, not. We're going to... No. You, know, you know how, like, art museums no. put, put particular pieces on loan? Commission. Uh, to other art museums and things. We are going to give you, listening right now to the Cadillac Jack, My Second Act podcast, the opportunity of a lifetime. And that is to expose the Little Hyde oil painting portrait in your home for a matter of days. Betsy Richards is up first in Carrollton. Oh my Russell God. Smith in Paulden County has said he would like a okay. week. He's going to place it above the fireplace in his home. Okay. I'm fine. I do ask that there be, um, that it be um, a maximum Protected. exposure in your home or in your office or in your shop. 
what if the flames from Russell's thing mix with the oil painting and, and blow it up fire. or something? Here's my thing. I'm fine with Betsy having it, but yeah. I, and I'm, I like that. No, 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 it's not having it. It's well, on loan for a week. But because I, I know she'll take care of it. I think Russell will, so I'm okay with that. But I, <sighs> this thing is not, I want it here. Here's why it can't be here. Because we will ask that as you host people at your home to view the portrait, you make a donation uh, to a charity. And, and we have uh, uh, some, uh, th- three charities specifically that we would ask that you donate to. Okay. And they are? Uh, the first one would be to our uh, sophomore daughter's private high school education fund. Uh, okay. All right. We're going down this road. Okay. There's one. Okay. Number two would be my Botox fund. Uh, we'll take that. Number two, Donna's Botox fund is a charity that you can also give to. Correct. And number three would be um, uh, uh, money that a uh, charity course that you would give charitable money to the Olivia University of Tennessee, UT Knoxville College Fund. Yes, there Those you go. are the three charities. Yeah. Listen, the Alzheimer's people, they have enough. Oh, my gosh. Okay, come on. They, they, they have enough. Okay. The, 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 the lung cancer people. Hi, please the, stop. These great, okay. They're great charities, please but we are, we are going to. Yeah, no, stop. We have zeroed in on three specific charities. Okay. I, I will gladly give my Botox fund to the Alzheimer's okay. Foundation. I will not gladly oh my give my fund uh, okay. for either of the girls okay. in their education funds. Yeah. Okay. Little Hyde gives me, it gives me great satisfaction, joy, and comfort. And so I am not okay with Little Hyde hitting the road. Or well, Big Hyde. Or Big Hyde. There will be a, um, we'll put like a, uh, a Google Calendar on the Cadillac Jack Facebook page. And you can just mark up which, which days you would like to host the portrait. Little Hyde. For your, your, for your friends and family members and coworkers to view. I mean, Jane would be very unhappy. We have about Venmo that. for those donations. By oh my way, God! For those charitable organizations. Jane would be very mad because I remember one time, like Olivia or someone when they were little, it may have been Will, was like, "Oh, because they were little." They were like, "Daddy," and they like touched it, and she came she unhinged. Smacked her hands. I mean, unhinged because you have grease on your hands and oils on your hands that you are transferring to the oil portrait. What do you think Julie did with hers? I don't know. You think Chip let that thing go up in the house? Chip's her husband. I don't know. I don't know. It was interesting. She said, listen, because they live in Hickory and they, they've been to the house a few times. Got like the good silver and taking it. And I said, um, she said to me, she said, listen, I, I've made a pile in the living room that uh, things I think that you would want to see or um, whatever. And so I would stay late, late at night by myself and just go through boxes and boxes of stuff. And like in my pile, there were a lot of great things. And I'm very thankful and grateful. But then you would run across something. It's like, okay, you just won't unload that on me. You know, you want me to have to drive that back to Atlanta. Yeah. Like, it'd be like my mother's. A fern or something. No, but like my mother's final transcript from Western Carolina College, which is what Western Carolina used, University well, used to be. that's kind of interesting. Okay, Did well, it's in the trash. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I do think like there's always that thing. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, okay, if you have parents, and, and whether they're in good health or, or poor health, there's always the thing that your parents tell you when it comes time to like clean out the house uh-huh. or they're not going to be there, make sure you get my insert item there. And so for your mother, it was what? I mean, it was probably a couple of things. Definitely probably the oil paintings and uh, the family Bible, the family Bible. I found a letter that she had written to me uh, about the family Bible uh, and the importance and, and, and passing it down and taking care of it. And so my mom's were the Hummels, which, you know, I have now down in our like China cabinet. And there were so many Hummels. She was like, a lot of those Hummels are worth a lot of money. Well, well how much money are they worth? Let's well, get to them. I mean, I've checked a few out and some of them are, but um, 
Yeah. I mean, there's always that one thing. So I was thinking about this, like, what would we tell Will and the girls? Like, what would we tell them to grab? Yours would probably be Roscoe. But I mean, like, what else? Like, what would they, like, what would be our thing that we're like, listen, you really need to get this. Do you have anything? Well, I mean, that's what I'm trying to think. I don't know that we do. I'm looking around right now. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. We have letters from Taylor Swift. Yeah. The pictures that you see from, from different snapshots, literally from different times in everyone's life, whether it's my parents before kids or after the divorce, which I'll, let me tell you about that real quick. Let me, let me jump ahead real quick. There was one box that had not been opened in probably 40 years. And I opened it up. Remember how when you used to send your, there was a time, kids, when your photographs were taken on a roll of film. Oh, yeah. And Mama, who, listen, we didn't have a lot of money growing up at all. She would then mail the canister of film to a discount photo printing house in Tempe, Arizona. And it would take about 19 weeks to get your photographs back. And they would come in an envelope. Uh, I open up the box, take the top off the box, not knowing what's in it. And I look in, this entire box is nothing but these envelopes with these photographs that have been developed in them. So I brought that home. And Charlotte, our 15-year-old daughter, and I have been playing a game. And the game is Charlotte picks up one of the envelopes. And she pulls photographs out one at a time. And we try to figure out. Where is the photograph taken? Who's involved? What's going on? Why are we there? You almost know who, what, when, why, where. And if we can't figure it out with one picture, we take out another picture until we figure I out like the puzzle. Like of, the story. Yeah, of what's going on. So, I love it. I know it was hard for you. It's very, it's very hard doing that. Um, but I think you have to honor your parents. And I, I do appreciate the fact that we, I joke a lot about you not having patience and things like that. But I think... You really, and, and, and I didn't go, and, and I feel bad that I didn't help you as much, but we had a lot going on here. But I, I know you really dialed in, and I think it's a good thing to do because, you know, it is a part of that person's life, you know, that you're kind of putting closure on. And to be respectful, you, know, you hear people all the time who just come to people's houses and just throw everything in a dumpster, you know, because they don't want to take the time to go through it. And there are those little treasure troves that you come across. And I also think like for our girls and for Will, it, it connects a dot. It, it connects a story, a storyline. The, their grandmother is more than just Grammy. And I think that's been the most fascinating thing. And I know this happened. I had some pictures of my mom when she was much younger. And I remember the girls looking at them. And I think it's kind of shocking sometimes. And it, it's the same as it is for our kids that we're not just parents. You know, like they were like, oh my gosh, look at Grammy. Oh, look at Grammy. She's young. She's, you know, she had this life. She had this beautiful, full life. And they only knew that one sliver of her life. But I think to kind of put a bow on it. And, you know, as I've told you before, grief's a heavy thing. It goes through a lot of things, you know. But I think sometimes you can help close that circle by just honoring that person, you know, in the, in the, in the life they lived and the things that they did. And, and thank goodness she saved all that stuff. And my kids, listen, I've got, you know, I've got bins and bins and bins stacked around here of like everything from the first time they lost their tooth to the first dance recital to the first, I will tell you about that third child, you get a little. You don't keep quite as much. Uh, you, don't, get, you don't catalog it. Being gets keep, a little thin. Keep track, yeah. I always hate when Charlotte's like, where's my baby book? And I'm like, <laughs> I've got it, but I just don't have everything like sorted into it. So I'm like, here's you like with the ultrasound. She's like, what? Like, yeah, you just did the best you can do. If you're listening on Upload Day, Thanksgiving is one week from today. Oh. And for those that, that, that have lost parents or, or siblings or friends or family members in the past years, 
it's, I imagine it's one of those days, kind of like a, you know, where it's, it's, um, it hits a little different. I hate that phrase, Dan. Where'd that come from, Candy? Hits different. Uh, it's just a, um, can be a different feel that first year. It was certainly going to be a different feel. But. Absolutely. All right. I ordered today 15 dinners and dinner affair. So excited. I don't even ask anymore. The family, you know, in the beginning, like we've been clients. I, I've dinner kind fair. of noticed that we've been dinner fair clients for years now. They've been partners with us on this podcast for about two years, but we were clients long before they sponsored the podcast. And I used to involve everybody like at dinner. I'd bring the laptop to the table. Hey kids, what do you want this month from dinner affair? Yay. I don't even do that anymore. I, I just take possession of all the dinners. That doesn't seem right. Number one. Here's the good thing about that. I'm not worried because every single dinner that dinner affair has is amazing. So if it was normal me, control freak me, I would be like, no, 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 no. What'd you order? How many? Because sometimes I think you even forget and you'll order like three of the same thing. I'm like, okay, you must no, really that. like no, that. Donna, that's not what I do at all. There are certain dinners you can order more than one of. Okay. And if it's a favorite of mine, like what? Everybody listening right now, tell Donna. That's right. The all white breast chicken meat, chicken pot pie. It's the gravy that makes it. And that puff pastry. Well, I do know this, like Thanksgiving is coming and here's what happens. It happens to you every year. You spend a fortune on one single meal. I mean, it takes so many ingredients, so much effort, so much love, so much cooking, so much time, so much back and forth to the grocery store that you're absolutely worn out after that. Like you can't even think past that meal. You're just like, and you know how your kids like, it's so funny because like you'll have a huge Thanksgiving meal. And then Friday, they're like, what, so what are we having for dinner? You're like, oh, Seriously. my God, I just laid my soul on the table yesterday, people. But that's why the best time to jump in and order dinner fare is now. Because after Thanksgiving, you go ahead and order your meals, have them ready to go. Order them now, this week. And then you're good to go from now until Christmas. When you are running around, you have so much going on. And you really, are, you, it, this is that time kind of like in the summer where you set aside dinner. And you're like, well, we'll just kind of eat cookies and pastries and stuff. Cheese yeah, just to get us through. And you don't want to do that. And Dinner Affair is so easy. A very generous offer from Ken and Stephanie Wright. A locally owned small business, Dinner Affair. The generous offer is this. Your first order, you'll score $30 off that first order. The promo code is CADDY2021, C-A-D-D-Y. CADDY2021 at dinneraffair.com. They will ship anywhere. doesn't matter if you're on the south side of Atlanta. On the north side, east or west side, uh, inside the parameter, Atlanta City proper, they deliver free everywhere. There's no contract. They also ship nationwide and a money-back guarantee. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. We have a small ask. Give you three things. Uh, please, number one, follow this podcast so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, invite and encourage uh, 19 people that you know or don't even know to enjoy the podcast. Maybe on Black Friday, bump into some of these people. I mean, do we need 19? Uh, we need, let's just shoot for 33. Okay. Uh, encourage them to enjoy the podcast. And number three, show our sponsor some love. Gallery, Furniture, and Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna, Dinner Affair, and uh, Pepto-Bismol, which you're going to need all day on Thanksgiving oh, no Day kidding. and Black Friday as well. No kidding. No kidding. We are celebrating the holidays here at home. And it begins uh, this coming this coming week with Thanksgiving. The holidays are officially underway. Santa sightings. Are you ready for this time? I am so here, ready. Here's the roundup of some of the most uh, wonderful places to see Santa. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Santa at Avalon, November 22nd through December the 24th. Pet photos on Tuesdays from 4 to 7. I've always said, though, that you're... <laughs> you're not a big believer in this. Does your dog really want to be dressed up like Santa Claus? I think 
they do. No, they don't. Well, they're not dressed up like Santa Claus. They go see Santa Paws. Breakfast with Santa at Avalon. Uh, the Chick-fil-A Avalon on December 11th and the Oak Steakhouse on December the 12th. Both of those locations are at uh, Avalon. Tuck-ins with Santa. Two Alfred hotels are hosting tuck-in packages with Santa this year. The hotel at Avalon and the Hilton Alpharetta Atlanta on Wimber Parkway. I mean, that is the most exciting thing. Santa knocks on your damn door. The kids don't know he's there. Here he comes. Mom looks at the peephole and then does what? Acts excited and surprised, right? Yes. Kids, guess who's at the door? We have a special guest. And then Santa walks in your damn room. Okay, yeah. Tucks in the kids, delivers a bedtime snack. Magical and unique experience for children of all ages. I love that, though, because that's like, that is an experience. You know, like you go and do that for your kids. That is something they will never forget. And it just brings the magic right home. Oh, my gosh. Photos of Santa at North Point Mall and the North Pole Outpost, November 26th through December 24th. And you can visit the North Pole Outpost, and you get to uh, experience a personalized Santa Claus visit curated for them through uh, wish list technology. And that's where we always visited our Santa Claus. That's where our Santa landed. Um, And if you're listening, you know there's a lot of Santas. So the reason that we were talking about all these different Santas all over the place is because Santa gets around. He motors. He gets it done. North North Pole Outpost at North Point Mall. I will also feature several Instagrammable selfie opportunities. Those are hot. Local pop-up vendors available throughout the season and a special holiday cookie cafe. And story time with Santa at Avalon Mondays between November 22nd and December 24th. It is all part of the play a while, then stay a while for the holidays in Alpharetta campaign. After you play here for the holidays, a few days, uh, stay a while. One of Alpharetta's 30 modern and upscale hotels to make it a getaway or staycation. More than 30 modern and upscale hotels to choose from. Regardless of your, your, your budget or your price point, where you need to be, you're going to find it here in Alpharetta. Visit awesomealpharetta.com. Click on the Book Your Room button to compare rates at any of our hotels. And we would love to host you here for the holidays in Alpharetta, Georgia. We are 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta. That's where we are. Awesome Alpharetta. Let's add two songs. Well, one song, I guess, is... No, because I'm not adding that one. I'm not going to add that to After after a 10-minute discussion at the top of this episode. But here's the thing. I think the Hype Song playlist, I mean, I do, there are some, like, melancholy songs on there, but I think 10 minutes is quite a lot. So, I'm actually going to add, from the same album, 22, because it's a little bop. It's a jam. Okay. Yeah. And it's all about her turning 22. And if you go back to All Too Well, you know that's who she was waiting on for her 22nd birthday. So, it all kind of comes together. All right. How about you? I'm going to add Beyonce. Oh, I love it. She's back with her first song in over a year with Be Alive. Be Alive. Be Alive. Be Alive. Be alive. Track appears on the soundtrack for uh, the Will Smith movie, King Richard, I think it is. He's doing a lot of press. Yeah, so you know what that's about. He plays um, Venus and Serena's dad. It's about the, um, about the Williams sisters, and it's supposed to be amazing. So um, I'm, it'll be interesting to see. Tyler King is the artist that I was wondering who he was in the CMA Awards afterpod because he, he sang backup for Luke Combs on Luke's brand new song, which I will say one more time, is going to be a multi, multi, multi-week number one. It was almost like he was sitting on Luke's with. little shoulder. You know? Well, it was like, like that because of the camera angle. He's like peeking over his shoulder, singing. His, his name is Tyler King. And a pod peep reached out 
after hearing the episode and said, Caddy, that is my BFF's brother-in-law. Unbelievable. His name is Tyler King. I did a little research. Tyler um, has written a lot of songs for Luke Combs. He also tours with Luke. And you, you normally see him stage left, and he's, he plays lead guitar, does vocals, and uh, is, is launching a songwriting and, 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 and publishing and singing career of his own. Good for him. So congratulations to Tyler King. And I thought that you made that performance. And that doesn't take anything away from Luke Combs at all. I just thought that those, the, those two, again, when was the last time that you saw or heard a male country artist have a male supporting vocalist on a song? I can't think. I was trying to think of it because, I mean, obviously, like, plenty of people have backup guitarists who also add in vocals, but not just somebody doing, like, real backup vocals. It's been a while. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian spent his birthday together. What's going on with that? Flavor Flav gave him a clock. Put it around his neck. He'd never done that before. Why was Flavor Flav at Kim Kardashian or Pete Davidson's party? I mean, I guess he's friends with him. I don't think he's friends with Kim Kardashian. He's probably friends with Pete Davidson. I, I don't know. I continue to say I don't understand. This. Not for me to understand. Doesn't matter. Love is love. People can love whoever they want. They can hang out with whoever they want. They can just be friends. I'm sure she loves a good laugh, and he's there for that. I don't know. Flavor Flav is 62 years old. What? From Public Enemy. Flavor Flav. Flavor always, Flav always had, he had a reality show or two. Flavor but, of Love. That's what everybody yes. knows him from. Yeah. But he also, he always had the clock. The big clock. Around his neck. Yeah. Also, I uh, wanted to mention, mention this when we were fulfilling our music obligation. Morgan Wallen has announced a 2022 Dangerous Tour. Oh, I cannot wait. Going to return to the road with special guests. Hardy, are they married? I don't know, but I'm so excited. No, he, Hardy's getting married. And Lanny Fleet is a 46 arena and amphitheater tour. Launches February 3rd of next year. Wraps September 24th at the Staples Center. Let's stop right there for a moment. The Staples Center. Morgan Wallen will sell out the Staples Center in L.A. At that time, be maybe two years probably. Since he was in Alabama and Tuscaloosa and sticking his tongue down the blonde, all the blonde ladies' throats. He got uh, he 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 was forced to withdraw from Saturday Night Live. About three months later, the incident in Nashville. I call it the mistake. It was a mistake, horrible mistake, but it was a mistake. Two years after that, Morgan Wallen will sell out Staples Arena. Corporate radio wanted him to die. The CMA Awards wanted him to die. CMT Leslie Fram, you wanted Morgan Wallen. To die. Well, I don't think his to career die. to, to his die career, yeah. a slow and painful death. Yeah. You effing lose. Well, okay. You do. All right. Couple things. Um, yes. What I find interesting is he couldn't, he can't get into the Staples Center for the American Music Awards or for the Grammys, but he's going to get in there and sell out his own concert. You know, it, it is, um, I think it goes back to all of the podcasts we had before. And if you're a new listener, there's a great podcast to go back and listen to where we kind of broke down the whole Morgan Wallen thing and the way we felt about it. And obviously, as we say on this podcast, you don't have to feel the way we feel. Our opinions are just our own. Um, but you're right. I think that there was, you know, and, and the thing about what country radio and all these people have done, now they're kind of trying to walk it back some because 
Doesn't his music sound so good on our radio station? Yeah, and I miss hearing Morgan Wallen. It's the same. Six people. months ago, you were you were you were crucifying him, yeah. Pullman. Okay, you've got to you got to pick a side. You got to pick a lane, and you got to stay in it. And um, yeah, I mean, he is in a, for all purposes. He is kind of back, and I think it goes back again to what I was getting ready to talk about: is people get to decide what's canceled. You know, that's where it all comes down to: is corporations, you know. Large monopolies do not get to tell us as human beings what we want in and out of our lives. And if they didn't know that before, they've learned that now. Yes. Yes. Proud of you, Morgan Wallen. Never once did uh, did, 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 did support from, from, from this corner ever waver. You made a mistake. Mistakes happen. Okay. And let me tell you, that Atlanta date is around my birthday, uh-huh. so uh-huh. get ready. Uh, we'll be there. We will be there. We'll be there. All right. Um, let's do. I was at lunch last week with a very different of ours. Donna from Gallery Furniture. And Donna is staying up all night because she's counting her money. Mm. Last week was the biggest week in the history of gallery furniture. Wow. A locally owned small business that started with Donna's father, the Wolfman, back in the 40s. And has survived and has 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 furnished tens of thousands of homes Dorm during rooms, that time period. All yeah. kinds of places. Well, I, we don't want to make it sound bad that she's counting her money like she doesn't care. I uh, mean, well, no, well, why, are you kidding me? Well, I love it when small businesses succeed. We're a small business, so we we want her to succeed. Of course we do. Why, why would you take that any other well, way? Well, I just don't want people to think that's all she does. Because here's the thing about Donna. No, not at all. She's the hardest, one of the hardest working people that I know. You have no idea the amount of money that she gives back to. That no she kidding. gives back to, to, to random. I have seen it happen and have asked her afterwards, Donna, did you just hand $10,000 to that stranger? Lord, now there's going to be a lot of people up there. And she won't answer. But I know that that's what happened. I know for a fact. Less than two weeks ago, Donna is at home, and she's playing digi games. Because we're so alike. <clears throat> she wins. I don't know why you never hit this jackpot. I never do. You win a dollar or two. I don't even win that. Donna wins $5,000. Okay, wh- why can't I win that? In the Georgia lottery, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did She gave it away to someone who was really, really down on the luck. And I'm not going to get into the story. I'm not going to get into the story because it's a very personal story. But this person desperately needed the money. And well, Donna gifted that five grand. Well, the other thing about her is that she's there all the time. Just because she loves to play digital games. Cherokee. She, she loves to go to Cherokee. You will never, for the most part, come up, drive up to Gallery Furniture and not see Donna and Marilyn and Shane and the whole gang. Because Brandon. she, Brandon, everybody, she, she walks the walk. I mean, literally across the floors, she walks the walk. She works on weekends. She works on holidays. She um, is constantly bringing in stuff in the warehouse, setting it up herself, and getting it ready. Um, she'll help you load things into your car. She'll help you with financing. She'll help you find things. So um, if you go up there, people are always shocked. They're like, is she there? Is she going to be there? And then like, she was there. She's there all the time. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. You are not going to find furniture at a big box retailer. That's been the case for months. It's going to continue to be the case for probably at least a year. 
what you find at Gallery Furniture, you can take home today. Let me give you a fair warning, though. Word's getting out about that. And although Marilyn and, 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 and Donna have the, the showroom at 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville, and four additional warehouses within, I think, two square miles of, of the, the mothership, as I call it, the word's getting out. Gallery Furniture is one of the only furniture retailers in America right now that has inventory. People are going to tell you they do. Here's your ship date, by the way. That date, that, that date's going to move six times in about nine months in the next three weeks. 1600 Browns for Drug Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna Gallery Furniture. Pop peep for this episode. Jane writes, uh, uh, oh, this is funny. She'd reached out wanting to know why she can't pick up the bear, 92.5. And I said, Jane, here's the deal. And I'll explain this to so many people. Do you realize that an FM radio transmitter is the number three way, the, the third way, rather, that people listen to an FM radio station? Did you know that? Yeah. The frequency on the radio is irrelevant almost and, and, and will be totally irrelevant before long to radio. Very few people tune in to listen to the radio through a radio anymore. It is the third way people listen. What is number one? Through their app. What is number two? Through the stream. Stream. Okay. Jane, download the damn app. Same as a podcast. She writes, okay, I'll look into that. My phone is usually charging when I drive. Jane, it's 2021. Well. Your phone can charge. Take your charger into, Jane, I'm going to call you out here, Jane. Okay. You're, 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 you're avoiding is what you're doing. You're She's deflecting. deflecting. She's deflecting. Take care. And please tell Donna I love Bucky's too. I love that. I had to share from the pod. Something happened sometime. It is a, it's a, it's a picture of a, a frame on a wall from a particular hospital here in Atlanta. Rolling stools in exam rooms are for staff only. Yep. There you go. We had that conversation. When you see a sign, there's a reason why it's there. And that, let me tell you, that is a perfect example of what we're talking about. That is a very nice laminated and framed Sign. With the hospital logo. Yeah. So if you're going, if you're, yeah, if you're putting a logo on it, that's going in multiple locations because there have been multiple falls. And uh, potential lawsuits. Yes. Another pop peep for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Caddy, my wife and I thoroughly enjoy your second act podcast and particularly enjoy your producer, PT. I love that. As is mom and dad, we are biased. Oh, I get it. Okay. We live in Bluffton, South Carolina, and I'm trying to find your new afternoon show. Any thoughts? Keep up the good work. Say hi to Donna. Say hi to Donna there. Uh, we appreciate you listening, uh, Mr. and Ms., Mrs. Thompson in Bluffton, South Carolina. And as I just explained to uh, to Jane, uh, maybe we should get a tutorial for the two of you. Well, okay. Okay. Um, we love them. We love Preston. Well, okay, of course we do. I also want to apologize to them because I cannot imagine some of the things that they have learned about their son and or heard on this podcast that they are like. Before PT took the job. What on earth? We have many conversations about. Your their, lack of boundaries. There are no filters. And podcasting, there's not. Your lack you, of boundaries. If you, if you listen to the radio show. It's a little filtered. It's a little, um, not much, though, I can tell you. I did a bit to down the air. <laughs> that after I recorded it, <laughs> I thought for a moment, just a moment. You Self. know, I, huh? Self. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that bit. <laughs> I, here's what I'll do. I'll play it for you next episode of the podcast. Because right, I want to get your reaction. I want to see what you think. Clearly, you didn't hear it because you would have sent me a text immediately. No, I don't do that anymore. You, you're on your own with that kind of okay, stuff. Okay, well, good. Thank you. I wonder where you've been. Yeah, you're All on right. your own with that kind of stuff. Uh, tap that app. Search for The Bear 925 in the Google Play Store, the Apple uh, 
App Store. Listen to the stream, thebear925.com. Very simple. It's now, 2021, I, guys. Okay. I will tell you what we could use on the podcast. What's that? Um, our producer to be back. Um, and also, we could use a few more reviews. Like, if you could give us a review, um, I don't know. We'll find something for you. What do we have, Lauren? What do we got, Lauren? Well, I'll find something. Oh, okay. We're getting ready to launch a swag store. Yes. So maybe we can find something there. And we got a little song that goes with it. Get swagger with it. Get swagger with it. I've, Get I've swagger never heard that it. in my life. Where did I've that come from? I've, I've been, been working on it. Oh, I, was, I, I thought I'd, I'd heard that before. So I, I've never heard that before. I like that, though. Yeah. Shake it like that again. Get swagger with it. Get swagger with it. Get down. Somebody stole my little button. I, I, that's what I put on the radio show sometimes. You ready? Somebody, like, deactivated it for my hotkeys, they're called. And so last week, a couple of days, I had to sing it live. Cadillac, mm. get down. Okay. Was that the bit? Oh, no, that was not the bit. Oh, okay. No, that was, no, no, no. That was not the bit. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. This episode of the My Second Night Podcast, produced by Preston Thompson, host of the Georgia Politics Podcast. PT is also editor of The Letter. The Letter is our e-newsletter, a component to this podcast, a fun, bright four-minute read, and delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 910. Text LEFT ON RED, no spaces, red is the color, LEFT ON RED, R-E-D, to the number 22828. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingold Studios in Atlanta. Audio for this episode of the My Second Night Podcast with Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, Saturday Night Live. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Night, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.